0: Talk Brunch, served hot.
1: Talk Brunch Live. And here once again for another weekend, Sunday night, August 30th. Payback 2020 poll Show, Rick Dower, Captain Frontier with Mr. Destiny Frazier. So
2: that week's worth of build was.
1: And they built to something I'm not sure exactly if it's going to agree with what they built to But it was definitely a build here <laughs> uh, So there are definitely elements of what happened tonight That I enjoyed more than the previous week Even though that was supposed to be one of the big four And uh, I did like a lot of the matches But certain things were surprising And we were definitely off in some of our Estimations in regards to What was going to happen
2: Yeah, yeah definitely <laughs>
1: Oh man, shout out to everybody listening live in the chat As well as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud All those other wonderful podcatcher apps and platforms It's unbelievable, man <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I guess you can count them out <laughs> Yeah no, but you know what? Again, let's take it step by step And uh, you know what? I'm going to even use the old scoreboard Um Routine here that we haven't done Ooh, in a we while We
2: broke this one out in a
1: minute, oh boy We'll go each time and see exactly how we feel Because, um, you know, it's polarizing In a few ways Uh, So We had a kickoff panel, of course The kickoffs of the regular shows The small eight are one hour Whereas the big four are two hours So we had the one hour kickoff Which was hosted by Booker T, Charlie Caruso, JBL uh, That Rosenberg guy And Jerry Lawler, who looks younger somehow Don't ask me exactly how yeah, don't ask me what this guy is doing here. You uh, he had our truth which made it entertaining walking out onto the set, thinking that it's raw talk. I'm here for raw talk, y'all. That's the fucking truth. And, uh, you know, when he said, I remember everything, it's just that sometimes I forget some of the things that I remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's one and, of the lines that make you it think. It's just like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, great, great stuff. And he talked about how he likes Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley put him in the Nelson from The Simpsons. And they were like, why oh, And I'm like, you know, God. Lashley put me in the Nelson from The Simpsons?
2: I mean, that's better than what the movie's actually named, so.
1: Oh, boy. No, don't, shit. don't hate on the full Nelson because of Lashley.
2: No, no, I don't hate on the full Nelson. I hate on the full Lashley.
1: Ah, uh, true. We got a kickoff match. Unannounced kickoff match late into the poll. Probably the last ma- match announced, right?
2: Yeah, it was announced, I believe, uh, yesterday.
1: Interesting. Uh, so... Riot Squad versus Iconics, you guys still get got your votes in with 100% of you, 100% of you going for the Riot Squad in this. No one thought that the Iconics were going to go over. No faith were in the girls, huh?
2: Nah, nah. We had faith and then they sat on their asses with tag titles for 90% of the run. So. Do you think that that's it? At this point, the way this match went down, like, yeah, time's ticking.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
2: You know, those who are not long for the world's a tag team.
1: That kind of sucks, you know. It's like, and I know they're—we yeah. we mentioned they're only interested in uh, Peyton Royce right now.
2: Those two are fun together.
1: Yeah, they don't—they don't want fun, you know. You remember, funny don't make money is what <sighs> they said the first time they released uh, EC3 and uh, what's his name? It was EC3 like, and bald dude shit. Veto became an announcer on NXT. Oh god. Percy Watson. I don't know why I forgot.
2: Percy, yeah, there you go. I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah you know, it, it blanked because I forgot I, I blocked out Percy's whole time on
1: NXT. Yeah. So what do you think overall in regards to this match, like the overall quality of this match?
2: Uh, I mean, I wasn't mad. At it. it was kind of what I expected from those two ladies. It's two really good tag teams. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that the match came out good. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? Uh, they definitely tried to put substance into this match and tell a story. Uh, aside from the Liv Morgan botch that we had in the middle of the match
2: yeah rare I I guess could say rare botch from Liv I haven't seen her botch too many times but
1: yeah but I definitely like that it was it was somewhat of a what you would consider a workhorse match in the sense that it was like high energy uh something that you would put on a kickoff if you were trying to get someone to buy into this
2: yeah they 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 stepped on the gas and never slowed down
1: yeah exactly so, very well done. Very good. Uh, definitely no complaints yeah. as far as an opener was done. Unfortunately, as we know for you iconic fans out there, it doesn't look like they're going to be pushing your girls. And, uh.
2: I think we'll be pushing one of them, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, or at least from the looks of it, it looks like they're going to be pushing just one of them. So, that didn't yeah. work out, but it, that's the way it usually is when you look at uh, a lot of the stuff in WWE. Like that's... Yeah,
2: because uh, the finish of this match wound up being it was, uh, Lives double knee in combination with the riot kick. So, somewhat of a finisher for those two. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, it, the super baby face thing, that's not going to work for that team. I, I, it's like, I don't understand the writing or the booking here as far as the riot squad goes, because the whole gimmick of them is that they're supposed to sort of be like the fight against authority type, you know, like the rebellious girls. That's why they're called the riot squad. They're supposed to be, you know, rioting and things like that.
2: Yeah. Mm. But you know, and, they didn't think that far. The first thing I thought was, hey, Ruby's last name is Riot.
1: But they have to be rebels if you're going to make them the Riot Squad. After that match, Ruby goes over to uh, Booker and everyone over that's at the uh, payback kickoff table. And she just gives this really hammy baby face promo about how this is the beginning for us and the world must see. And it was like, you're waiting for the right? breakout song. Like exactly, you know, it's like, I was going for like a sound of music style. <laughs> it was the same thing. You, you and me went to the same place, but it was just weird because like you're Ruby Riot, you know what I mean. You were a badass. Actually, you're the one that turned heel. They're forgiving you, but there should still be like a rebellious, um, like the character shouldn't change that much, and they should know that just basic writing 101 Like it was hard to believe that that was the same Ruby Riot that we've been watching all these weeks. When the hell have you ever heard Ruby Riot song like that? This is a new beginning, and like she was like almost at the point of tears and. It was just like really bad. You don't, you don't, you don't get yourself over sounding like that. But her last name's Riot. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I was just a little disappointed here. I like all four girls that work this. Don't get me wrong, but I just get, I, I feel like that's production. That's very corporate production style of a uh, storytelling there, the way she just came over to the team. I hope it wasn't organic and I'd feel terrible if it wasn't. That's just something that she did because, uh, like I said, it was just cheesy and hokey looking and, You know, don't be super babyface. Neither one of them was super babyface before this. You can't turn them like that. Like, there's not even any arc or overarching storyline or feud that they had that would justify them suddenly being (laughs) that the way they are, you know? Like all hugs and kisses. But the Iconics were picking on them. They had to band together for justice. Unbelievable. (laughs) Whatever, that's just a kickoff. Nobody's going to care about that. They're like, why are these assholes spending that much time on the kickoff? Don't you care? Because we do what we want. Yeah, that's it rebellious here you'll pay here. for the site <laughs> united states championship title match apollo cruz defending against <laughs> bobby lashley with of course mvp and shelton benjamin what are they again the beat on clan the hurt you guys The
2: Hurt? yeah them, them guys <laughs> i really don't even know man the, they're the, the hurt, hurt business the hurt business <laughs> commentary have you ever noticed when they're being announced they never call them the hurt business only commentary calls them that
1: it's so funny because. Uh,
2: How you it, a faction with a name and you never get announced at said name?
1: It sounds better than what I was saying, to their credit at least. It's still not great, but the hurt business is better. I was thinking the hurt you guys.
2: The hurt you guys.
1: Because <laughs> of the beatdown. I'm surprised beat that's not club? what you know. they, in, in TNA, weren't they the beatdown club? Or was, yeah, they were the beatdown clan. The beatdown clan? Were they really clan in TNA? I forgot if it was yes. the clan or club. It yes. was clan? Yes. It's very ironic. said during their music. It's, I don't even want to go into why uncomfortably that's ironic
2: they know they know
1: (laughs) but yeah remember when they were the beatdown clan and tna so i keep i love
2: the pause to say that you couldn't accept it.
1: did anybody else actually think about the fact that they made the the beatdown clan that we used to make fun of when it was a tna gimmick and they literally just did the beatdown clan here
2: except we got shelton benjamin instead of kenny king so we have a less over third guy
1: Shelton's good, man. They're the ones that
2: fucked up Shelton. This this incarnation of Shelton has been ass. Let's be be real. The Shelton Benjamin who freaking tightrope walked a ladder in the first money in the bank, that guy didn't come back. Yeah. We have the guy who still has the the music when he was with Chad Gable out here now.
1: Well, they clearly, it's not even like what a coincidence that these guys wanted to get. They clearly copied the Beatdown Clan, even in the way it's executed. You know what I mean? Like, this is exactly how it was. Like but you know, roles the part aren't any that part is at least halfway
2: took the beat down Clinton, seriously.
1: You know, and that's even the, the, even the name, the, both of the names imply hurting people. You know what I mean? It's just like they just it's literally is the same thing that like they just stole it. And also the AJ style stuff that's going on right now with Jeff Hardy and even having freaking uh, abyss there. All of that stuff was made up.
2: They, they it's, only, it's only because they knew that in different combinations, all three of them feuded in TNA. Yeah,
1: and they just put them all in the ring. They're it's like, hey, that's that
2: like three it. different views. Let's put them all in a bit together.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. Seventy-five percent of you felt that Cruz was going to continue to hold this championship, whereas like twenty-five percent of you thought that Bobby Lashley and the Beatdown Clan were going home. And uh, Lashley winds up going over with the Nelson from Simpsons, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: way to put that. In so now, in now the, the U.S. title is sweaty.
1: The most oh. confused
2: title on earth. Oh no. I'm sorry
1: I know you weren't it's it's weird Because I know as much as you didn't Want this you didn't seem slightly Surprised that it happened I was really actually Surprised but you didn't you know what the bad part about it is Because
2: it's like I said on Monday
1: Dumb shit like this. what them doesn't surprise me anymore Maybe I am the fan that they're looking For because every time they do dumb shit it does Surprise me you know what I mean As much as I'm all Every time I'm all like we, we know about wrestling and Stuff like even knowing about it like sometimes I guess seeing it it'll still surprise you You know
2: you know what? It, you know what it is because you still have some kind of a shred of faith that you know what it is. It, it's like I said, the whole it's even back to the whole uh, Riot Squad thing. You're trying to project your ideas into what they were doing. Don't do that.
1: There's so many points just, where you think just
2: accept it. it for how stupid it is. <laughs> that's literally what I do. That's why. That's why the whole thing with the Riot Squad. I'm like, oh, but they don't riot. But her last name's Riot. You know why? Because that's as far as they thought. Yeah.
1: So, what do you think of the work in this match? <sighs>
2: I mean, Cruz did what Cruz does. Killed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they look.
2: That has been amazing.
1: Why, why was it carded as with the other beatdown clan guys there, and they're just like watching and sitting on a couch somewhere? That's not there. They're on the show technically, but being there would have been like somewhere where they are, right? The couch see, doesn't see, count. Right, you're you're doing it again. <laughs>
2: You're by, trying you're you're trying to fit logic into something when it's as stupid as it looks.
1: By that logic, anyone who's on a couch anywhere is there. There you go. Huh?
2: We're all we're all there we're right all now. There,
1: all there, I guess. So yeah, I thought that crew was getting new music and an entire new presentation, and clearly some sort of a push against these guys was at least gonna get that a run and this title gets some sort of credibility, but it's becoming another <laughs> you hot you potato title. We're playing hot potato with yet another freaking ride. title. It's unbelievable. They could have done something. Uh, giving him some sort of a run anything but for some reason they just simply decided that's not what. i, I
2: mean hey they they, they could have give, given keith lee non-shitty music and kept it and put it and not put a shirt on him. but we'll,
1: we'll, we'll get there
2: yeah oh, oh we go get there all right we'll definitely get there
1: <laughs> but yeah I, I mean there's some sort of reason there's no faith in letting apollo cruz have a long run with a title so i don't know exactly what the hell that's all about
2: it, it's cause, it's because it's because everybody watched. You know what it is? Somebody in the back watched uh, the old December to this member, and they were like, "Hey, that Lashley guy did good in that did uh did good in that chamber. Let's put the title on him."
1: No, don't watch that. Everyone should know not to watch that.
2: They did why do you think they pushed them? They probably watched it. They're somewhere right now, like man. I remember how great that pay per view is? We only advertised like two matches, but it was awesome. Incredible.
3: I don't see the bottom of it. Bobby,
4: congratulations. You're the new United States champion. I know the Hurt Business has been chasing the United States title. MVP even going as far to design your own. Now, how satisfying it to bring home the United States title to the Hurt Business?
3: Oh, talk to the man. Satisfaction. Ask Apollo about satisfaction because obviously he is another satisfied client of the Hurt Business. Our business is Hurt. And I think if you talk to Apollo Crews right now, his neck is hurt, his ribs are hurt, and his feelings are hurt. Talk to P. <laughs> we're not a brand, we're not a clique, we're not a group, we're the Hurt Business. Remember that, this is just the first to come. Listen, I told you, I told everybody, I told you. When I first started talking to my man, Lashley, when I started talking to Shelton, I knew what we were capable of. This is step one. I promise you, step two is coming.
2: Yeah, great. Can't Before wait. we say anything, Stasis just called him Ashley. Oh, <laughs> she said, "Get you some cocoa butter and learn how to cut a promo." I'm done.
0: Oh, Willie,
2: really, I wouldn't know. Like it's white noise every time I so much as see his mouth start moving. So, yeah, I know you're just not a
1: fan, my friend. So now what if do call him? Ashley. There? I've never heard you call him that. <laughs> Again, now what do you think happens here? Shit. Why they try to
2: happen- convince they, they they try to convince me that the most confused man on earth with the worst promo skill I've seen in my life is supposed to be a credible champion. Basically what happens is the United States championship becomes non canon for a few months. It's been
1: non canon for a few months already.
2: I mean I mean it, it existed when Apollo had it. I don't know what happened afterwards, but
1: yeah, I mean it existed, it just, but it was, I, don't,
2: I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe Zeno snapped it. I don't know.
1: I don't know anymore, man. I really don't.
2: <laughs> like, like that's my new thing. Like, when, when something just garbage happens with a title, I just don't acknowledge its existence. It 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 becomes it becomes when uh, Edge and Mick Foley tried to bring back the hardcore title and it just wasn't recognized. That's it for me. huh? Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, they clearly don't see any value in any of it, right?
2: <sighs> I mean, hey, we have something in common at least.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. We even give percentages for this one?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. You get give, give the uh, uh, votes for that one. at right the start, everybody, it was like, what, 75% for uh, Apollo?
1: Right, right. All oh,
2: right. 75% of us were wrong.
1: <laughs> right. Yes, that's yes. what happened. Okay. <laughs> Next, we had a singles match. We had Biggie versus Sheamus, which is, uh, isn't it weird that, like, all of the video packaging and promotion of this match is Biggie arguing with The Miz? And it's right. like Biggie pouring his heart out to the Miz about what Kofi and the new they have been through. And then it's like, and that leads us to Big E versus Sheamus. It was like, yeah, does it? I'm intrigued. Exactly. Sheamus, how. Was, the
2: du- Sheamus was the dungeon crawler before the boss fight.
1: <laughs> He's the sub boss. You're giving him sub boss yeah. status? <laughs> like, why? At least involve him in the angle somehow before we get there. It was like, literally, he's just sort of in the background making little snide remarks. And it's just like, you know what? You're an asshole. <laughs> just strange. 76% of you feeling Big E would go over with this one with 24% of you going for Sheamus. And uh, Big E counters the bro kick into a power bomb, and then transitions that into the big ending to take it home. Big E look like a boss, as always. Oh uh, Yeah, they, he, he looked good. Very hard hitting match.
2: Again, yeah, this was oh, this a slug fest.
1: Yeah. Again, I kind of felt like it could have dealt with a little bit more uh something, some flavor before the match started. But you know, they did what they could. And the two of them was, Let's be real,
2: you you don't real give the flavor to the sub boss.
1: Man. <laughs> That's what sheamus is now permanently, right? The sub boss of everything. I mean, at this point.
2: Yeah. I will yeah. say I do love like that slingshot shoulder batter that uh Seamus has always done it's like, a really cool but we we'll just see somebody that big just sailing over the top rope easily
1: yeah for sure uh, and like uh, I dislike. I said this before I'm tired of saying it out here but I dislike that spear that, he, that Biggie does through the ropes like no good he's gonna hurt himself I did you know it's kind of like it just looks like you're just a few meters away from death going through the ropes diving like that it's basically a tope suicida but you're spearing the other guy through the ropes when you look at it you know
2: yeah, but I mean, he's, especially what I've noticed, what he, like I said before, what I noticed what he does with that move, he always seems to kind of turn himself on the impact point. Right. So it seems like at least, like, it's the safest I've ever seen a suicide dive, because it's, like, it's full body control, in a sense. Yeah. Because he, he kind of puts himself in a case where it's like, okay, worst case scenario, I slam really hard on my side. But, I mean, yeah, it, it could be worse. We've seen on, we've seen less safer ones. I mean, could be worse. He could be Biggie Allen. So.
1: Yeah. But he, Seamus does look good as far as those, uh, those kicks that he does. I like, like, all the knees. I like the pump knee. That looks pretty solid.
2: Yeah. Everything Seamus does looks like it hurts god awfully bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, good job. If they're trying to elevate Big E, good job at putting him over in this match. This match was good. Uh, so we haven't been keeping score here. What is the score going on so far of the matches? Let's go back a little bit well, before we go forward. The so far, uh, the, the ride squat kickoff, will we give that a thumbs up? Yes,
2: because it was a good match.
1: Okay, so that's one for good. Okay, uh, what was after that? Let me look. I'm bringing.
2: And back it was a. Uh, then it was it was sweaty and uh, oh, a. Apollo. Apollo
1: Cruz versus Bobby Lashley. I I I'm giving that a bad. What about you?
2: Yeah, because I mean that that's horrible. Lashley should not be winning anything credible. Incredible. What are you so doing?
1: We got one one there. And then we got Biggie versus Sheamus, which I I think that was solid. So I guess that gets a yeah. This one's good. good. Okay, Let's see.
2: So I don't know, what? Five matches. Were two ones. Yeah, so far.
1: We'll see how the night progresses.
4: Biggie. Yeah! <laughs> Congratulations! A huge match tonight. Singles match. An absolute marathon. You were a powerhouse taking the victory <laughs> over Sheamus. Now I know this pack SmackDown. You were going back and forth with Sheamus, and now. You know, Seamus's reputation. How satisfying was tonight's win?
3: It feels real good to take a man like Seamus and pick him up and throw him down and then pick him up again and throw him down. That's, that's really my specialty is picking things up and throwing them down.
4: Well, you were yeah. phenomenal at Thank it tonight. You.
3: Thank you. I tried real hard at it. So it was, it was good.
4: That's all you got to say after oh, that?
3: I mean, I thought there was another question.
4: Oh, you want more? Of more, course. There, were there any moments that you looked at Seamus and said, wow, I, I don't know if I can do this tonight.
3: Sarah, what? 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 Is this the first time you met me? It's, uh, it's, it's nice to meet you. What, what was it again? Know, what, your name, your name, yeah, yeah. Know, okay, and you know me. Know. It's Biggie. This isn't the first time I was meeting. I was I worried? <laughs> was I out there worried? That I couldn't get it done against Seamus. Oh, because he's a four-time former world champion. And he's so big and so scary. And he wears a a newsboy hat. It's hot out here. You think I was worried about that man? Yeah, I respect (laughs) him. I respect his abilities. I respect his height. I respect the brogue. The brogue. And the fella. I respect it. But I don't fear it. Sometimes you can respect, but not fear. You hear? Yeah. You can respect and what? And not fear. That's right. Good job. You can A on that pop quiz. No, I didn't worry, Sal. I didn't worry about old Good shaming Lord. defeating me. Do you know what kind of run I'm trying you. to make? Do you know what kind of path I'm trying to carve? Do you know on a Sunday, on this blessed Sunday... That I have a mission. I have a direction. And I must run through Seamus O'Shaughnessy. I don't know if you know, he used to have a last name in FCW. It was cool. Seamus what?
4: Oh, shit. Wow. I was just so excited by your... Opinion.
3: You got to listen. You got to listen. What are we experiencing? Seamus <laughs> O'Shaughnessy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you put a lot of emphasis on that Oh, it's not like oh sh- no, right? Say it again.
4: Oh, see
3: I mean, that was still a little off to me, but I'm not I, re- I don't really know about the pronunciation. But yes. Pay attention, please. Okay. I'm losing my voice. Good. Yeah, anything else? I'm tired that of watching was, him. Boy, that was lackluster. <laughs> that <laughs> was. Sorry. One more time. <laughs> One more time. Oh my Congratulations. God. I said one more time. Congratulations.
0: That
3: what was, that was on? acceptable. Yeah, you went from some <laughs> A's as a B minus at best. Your grade dropped a little bit. You got some demerits in here. You know what I mean? You started strong. Your first quarter was strong. Your second quarter was strong too. But we went to break. You must have gone on, on winter break and you forgot everything I taught you. So your grade dropped a little bit. We, we, but yeah, you our B- is about. still respectable. But uh, yeah, that's that's where you, that's where you stay. In. But that's still you pass, you pass. Yeah, I'm done. That's Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> you. say that he might come back. Wow.
1: So well, that happened. I, I so, I've never seen that before.
2: <laughs> you know. Can, can 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 we get like just for the sake of Jesus man versus Jesus man, Seth Rollins and Biggie feud, and, like
1: that should have been on the pay per view
2: you know what i'm
1: saying just like the extra interviews and that, and the stuff that they do on social media that we kind of you know scroll through and look for before we come on here a lot of it is is actually show worthy rather than re-showing like the same clip from earlier in the night you know use those little times to squeeze stuff like that like that was good you know when you think about look at uh i mean hardcore wrestling fans obviously are going to uh, go on social media and click across stuff nowadays and uh, obviously if you're listening to podcasts in general you would be considered in the hardcore demographic. So odds are you, whoever's listening to this, is also going to see the majority of this stuff. When I always think of the lump of the community of casual wrestling fans, they just tune into Raw, that's all. They tune into USA, they tune into Fox. There's a pay-per-view, they buy it, or they might have the network. But they're not like following this stuff on the the internet. They don't get to see a lot of these things. You know? It's like they got to remember, pick and choose and pick their spots when they're going to showcase talent. You know?
2: Oh yeah exactly
1: Singles match Matt Riddle Versus King Corbin 63% of you Say Matt Riddle takes this 25% of you for King Corbin Finish being the bro to sleep Into the floating bro (laughs) That's what it is What can I tell you Yeah,
2: I mean hey only he could get away with it
1: Yeah absolutely Uh, So yeah I think that uh, He wore essentially He winds up wearing Corbin down With kicks the liver kick being one of the big ones that slows him down throughout the match, uh, which was yeah, because
2: a, like a liver you know? kick will ruin your whole night.
1: Yeah, which is good because it still gives Corbin; it still makes him look like strong, like he was just bested by a yeah. more humble, uh, well, by a by a, an opponent that was smarter, you know.
2: Really, like yeah, an opponent that knows the human body a little bit better, right? That scouted him. Whereas, like with uh. Uh, with corbin it would have to be like okay i'm just pretty much gonna hit you till you stop moving riddle literally pick you apart
1: yeah and like i always say about corbin I he's one of their best workers you know what i mean he's top talent the way he moves in the ring big men don't move like that i'm not used to seeing a big guy move i mean people take it for granted nowadays but look at his size and think about how fast he's faster than a lot of the smaller guys The way he comes forward uh not just the way he gives moves, but the way he takes them and sells them. You rarely see that in a big guy. Most of the time, it looks like they're struggling to keep momentum and go back and lean up and get in and out of the ring. Uh, and he does really well. So it compliments someone like, uh, Riddle style because he's a tall, lanky dude. Uh, but he also has a lot of good mobility. And I think that works really good. You know,
2: it's nuts. It's nuts how fast he is.
1: Mm-hmm. They both looked really good in this.
2: No. Like, what, like, I, like, it's just one of those things. Like, look at it almost from a shoe perspective. How do you handle something that big, moving that fast, coming straight to you? Does your mind even let you process that before the impact? Yeah. Or does everything just shut off? Like,
1: it, it might be both, you know? <laughs> it might be both. And then afterwards, Corbin catches Riddle backstage, and it's another example of his speed because he comes from way down the hallway, but it comes like top speed. So you only see him in like the last yeah, second. Like, it looks like he, he looks like he materialized out of darkness. It's like, rough he just knocked him off
2: he came at the, like, the speed of like a Dark Souls boss
1: mm-hmm. yeah he wasn't screwing around there so uh, Matt Riddle against uh, King Corbin oh by the way 13% of you thought this would be a DQ no contest uh, Matt Riddle, King Corbin I guess I'm going to give that a thumbs up both guys yeah. looked really good in here and it
2: it's it two much... guys who really don't ever have bad matches
1: yeah so there we get another point over for a thumbs up. So far so good, man. Yeah. You know, so far so good. Only one thumbs down. Yeah.
2: It was a hell of a thumbs down, but
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> next we get the WWE women's tag team title match with Bayla, Bailey and Sasha Banks. <gasps> Bayla. Oh, shit. That should be their names, right? Bayla, that'd be the Hollywood name. Bailey and Sasha Banks defending against Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh forty two percent of you thought that Bailey and Sasha Banks would walk away with these titles. 50% of you thought that there would be a no-belts banks. and 50%
2: was right because Shayna uh, Shana and Nia win, but the way it happened was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen.
1: So basically, basically, she hit Sasha with, I believe that was a flapjack, right? Yeah. And then she gets her into a, a leg lock.
2: Yeah, it was, it was basically a, a variation of a death lock.
1: Right. And then simultaneously, while flapjack leg locking... Uh she has uh sasha in the Kirafuda Kirifu- clutch, and she winds up using uh sasha's own arm to cross over Bailey, making her tap
2: that's what's the most fucked up that was nuts i've never seen something like that before
1: yes it was a it was definitely a brutal finish, and the match itself I did enjoy as well. I think that everybody yeah. did good here. I cringe every time uh. Freaking Nia does something just because I'm so used to her hurting people, but
3: yeah,
2: everybody. You know, I think I think in everybody else's defense. Everybody in this match was really durable.
1: Yeah, to hopefully she didn't hurt anyone. I didn't see. I've looked away though, and she's hurt people before. And this time, I haven't even noticed it happened so frequently. But hopefully, this just isn't one of those times. You
2: know, yeah, it, it it didn't look like it looked like everybody managed to get out of the way this time.
1: Yeah, but it was physical enough. Huh? I did like the way that everyone looked here. Uh, they don't really push Baszler, as though overpowered beast as she was in nxt but guess what that's pretty much anyone who comes from nxt she still looks strong enough she's still strong considered powerhouse enough to be teaming with someone like naya uh overall it looked good i kind of wanted the uh the girls to continue bailey and sasha that is with the titles with the double titles i was enjoying it. it's like it all got taken away so fast yeah and uh it wasn't even by like an established tag team even though they have established tag teams there was a thrown together team Uh, I don't know if this is going to become something because there's times in the past that that kind of stuff has. But, you know, time will only tell here. Very physical, though. Everyone here looked really good. And I like the the fact that Bailey doesn't come off as a chump anymore. She's able to go toe-to-toe with somebody uh, like Shayna Baszler and defend herself and stand toe-to-toe. The double teams in this match were another thing that looked really good. You know, like I look, for example, I've always said that uh, the sign of a good heel tag team is when not when they distract the ref to cheat but when cheating is the distraction to the ref. That's always a good sign that you're a proper heel tag team. And good, a good example of that is the way Bayley distracted the ref. Because Bayley, uh, when, she's, when she's wrestling um, with Naya and she gets pushed into the enemy corner, she uses that opportunity to turn and hit a back elbow on Shayna, who's in the tag corner. So knowing that that will make Shayna do what she did, which was leave her corner to come after her, which causes the ref to be distracted trying to uh, get her back in her corner, which while he's doing that, Sasha slides on in and she t- chop blocks Naya under the leg from behind, tumbling her down. And, and that whole sequence, by the time the ref sh- turns back around, and that's a good way to not make the ref look like an idiot. It wasn't a weird reason he had to look the other way. You know, it's like all this happens fast. And that's the sign of a good tag team. When it legitimately shoot happens so fast that you can actually understand how the ref would not have been looking because literally back elbow Shane is hot she comes forward you're pushing her back and sasha slides and is in and out before you turn back around and now the rest of the story for the match is now that that gave them the advantage for a while so they were able to do things again good sign of a good heel there uh baszler at one point she has her own uh super knee party if you will you know
2: oh yeah she she lit up everybody
1: yeah she's just going all over the place with that thing very solid looking uh, I know Kula mentioned that it was hard to believe that she's 40, but yeah, you know, that's what it is. She's 40, Takes yeah, took
2: care of it. The real thing is, is always, we, we, we talked about it like a month ago. It's kind of past the point where it's hard to believe anymore. Like, Archie what, 50?
1: Yeah, you know, and Trish and Leader are in their mid 40s now. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people You that take care
2: are, of yourself, you look good.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did love Sasha countering the power bomb into the X Factor, aka Face Buster. Really solid. Uh, I also the false finish one good false finish of this whole paper is probably that double team where It was like the elbow and the frog splash on Jax Bailey recovering from her elbow uh, To go straight into grabbing Shayna into the Bailey the belly So that she would be unavailable to break the pin So when Sasha comes down with the frog splash you would think that that's it But no she kicks out So I did like that that was really well done
2: Yeah but this was the most menacing, that that finish was the most menacing I think I'd seen Shayna look since she's come up, because that was like, that's a level of creativity you could only see from a mixed martial artist. Yeah, I agree. It, like, at that point, that proved, like, she runs that team, because that was crazy. <laughs> the only thing I didn't, the only thing I didn't like, how is it that Nia goes from professional wrestler to, like, super mark the second the match is over? Yeah. Like, can, can you act like you've been there before? You're a, two, you're, me, what, a two-time Raw champion. Like, can you act like you've been there before?
1: They're trying to keep her obnoxious. That's what it is. Oh, God, but there's a line. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so what are your thoughts on this match? Thumbs up or thumbs down?
2: Uh, Yeah, this one was definitely a thumbs up. Uh, The finish was unexpected. I kind of, yeah, I'm right there with you where I wish it would have ran longer with those two. And they would have lost to, like an actual tag team but then again it's not like we haven't seen this before and it's not like the whole i guess compatibility between naya and shana didn't work out and naya didn't hurt anybody so
1: yeah i just read the chat room i i, I won't say such comment on air but someone with goki does not he's not a fan of uh, <laughs> oh, uh yeah
2: Nia's jesus work. christ i guess
1: uh, yeah, she okay. she's uh, and that's what I was telling you guys. It was like, as much as you guys wanted this to happen, I was saying, hey, listen, you do understand that now you're gonna have Nia on both shows now. Like, see, you, the, you know the funny thing titles about it is, are raw and a titles, like, you know,
2: it's kind of funny. Like nobody ever thinks that part through. Like, okay, yeah, it'd be cool to see Sasha and Bailey win because I don't like heels. Okay, have fun with Nia Jax potentially on three times a week. And then what? like, Somebody clipped this. So the second it happens, and everybody starts complaining, we play this. No, no complaining.
1: Yeah. Well, I just have to worry about the women in WWE every week now because Nia is always going to be there. Yeah. And everyone in the women's tag division is pretty small.
2: Right. Like, I hope they, I hope some people understand this is a declaration. You don't get to complain if Nia hurts somebody on another show.
1: But they will. But they will.
2: and they will get that shit shut down
1: and i hope they don't start taking i know it looks like it's going in that direction but they've teased it before i hope they're not going to end the sasha bailey stuff just because the tag team aspect of it is so good and to me that's more important right now they don't have a strong tag team that does stuff like that that you know they they could postpone a singles run so here's hoping that that happens
2: bailey sasha can i just can i get your thoughts on on what just
1: happened well that was uh that was definitely not very little dialogue there (laughs) yeah but you know the bad part about this. we can hope that's not where they're going but that's exactly where they're going you think they're wrapping things up
2: oh of course they are because they don't have the capability to okay cool I hope you love Nia on TV every week (laughs) just remember that you love it oh god but yeah like it's just it's they're so predictable this is literally exactly where they're going but those who are gonna split up in no time. And then of course with this uh that untold that just came out, then it's gonna be like, Oh, remember untold when they follow each other? Like, guess what? We're gonna do it again, even though it's gonna be nowhere near, near as good as the first Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, uh yeah, Goki, I've seen I've seen Nia Jax on the treadmill. I've seen her th- hitting heavy cardio, honestly. Mm. I don't honestly I just think she's botchy. Some people are just bocce. And, uh, yeah, she's
2: in good on, shape. Just they need
1: to, she needs to work on her fundamentals. Her cardio seems actually, if you really were to watch her, like when she Instagrams or TikToks or whatever, how her feed comes from, a lot of it is cardio based stuff. And uh, it's yeah. she's just a, a big built woman. You can tell, and i said on here before, you can tell the difference between someone who's big and lazy and just doesn't give a fuck about their body, uh, and someone who's big and uh, and but they're they work out. You know, and I've seen her a lot of the time running and doing fast activities. And also you have to take into consideration that a lot of the time in booking, they tell talent that are big to work like they're big, like they don't want you in order to emphasize your, your impact and your size. They don't want you to do something that makes you look smaller, which moving. An example,
2: fast, why you think Strowman doesn't do some of the stuff he you used to do.
1: Yeah. Which moving fast, unfortunately, makes you look uh, a, l- a little bit smaller than if you look like you're walking heavy. It's, that's part of selling. You know what I mean? Selling isn't just when you get hit. Like they, they're selling how big they are a lot of the time. You'd be surprised how fast a lot of these guys are. Corbin fits in that nice middle ground where it's like, thankfully, and uh, I guess they like the way he works enough where he's allowed to do things that normally they would never let a big guy do. Because again, they want to keep that illusion of, of weight, of weightedness. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. So we give, we gave that a thumbs up also, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah. So. We're not doing bad here. I got to say yeah.
2: something tells me though, by the end of this, I'm going to figure out exactly. I'm going to see it's going to be kind clarified exactly why sometimes I'm so hard. At some of this stuff
1: we're going to see just because of the fact that uh, we can dissect exactly where the problems were. Yeah. yeah I know. So then you got Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. The strange voting results of 33 percent of you for Orton, 33 percent of you for Lee. Thirty-three percent you for DQ no contest, which puts that's a ninety-nine percent. I'm not sure exactly how votes are calculated. There's like a, I guess some sort of a decimal fraction that's not included or something because not a hundred percent. I just noticed that. Yeah, so it's no. very interesting that we had that uh that situation. Also, what was up with JBL? They had like a weird JBL thing happening in the middle of this. Like, <laughs> what, what was that for? I I don't get it. It was just like, hey, let's I, just have JBL, who's not a character on television right now, heal it up.
0: JBL former WWE champion always good times with the limo and the long <laughs> horns. you intimidated the hell out of your opponents <laughs> well thank you I, I've enjoyed watching you're going to go far in this world and sure. I just want you to be prepared for that success uh, got a couple hedge funds I think you okay. might be interested in it. only a million dollars to get in courtesy JBL <laughs> uh Thanks, man, but I don't have those kind of resources to do it. You win this match, your first big match as a WWE Raw superstar, you'll be on your way. (laughs) But I know there's a lot of pressure. First big match. And if you do lose, don't feel bad about it. Randy Orton is one of the greatest. Ever Good luck out there. Okay. Yeah. W-
1: <laughs> what a
2: dick. <laughs> I thought he was about to give him the Kyrie Sane treatment. Like, if you still lose, it's okay.
1: Kyrie <laughs> wasn't being a heel though at the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, he, she, but 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 she put it in the ego Ricky Bobby. She she put she put she put that juju on him, see?
1: Oh man. <laughs> yeah but i mean you know, you know if you're gonna do something if you're gonna have a guy like that around have jbl become a personality it
2: might be the end game maybe i don't know
1: i'd be four wouldn't you
2: yeah it'd be good to see jbl back on tv
1: you know what do we have to lose with it right you know?
2: like can get, actually no let me not say it can't get worse because it can
1: i'll bring lola everybody's dry here anyway
2: <sighs> right? i need some of his one-liners that make the internet all sensitive
1: Unbelievable.
2: But yeah, uh, finish of this match. Keith Lee goes over with the spirit bomb. It's amazing. They actually did something that mattered. Because I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, in 2020, nobody gives a shit about Orton winning.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Uh, It was a very short match. It didn't really showcase uh, him the way that you would want them to. You know? Yeah.
2: But then again, at this point, it's not even like the Keith Lee we knew a month ago in the next year. Yeah, I don't want a shirt and a freaking dress with shitty music and.
1: Yeah, well, overall, how do you think he was represented in this match?
2: I mean, it's not what we have It's it's nowhere near the stuff we've seen Keithley be able to do because we've seen Keithley do stuff that will put the
3: two hundred five live guys to shame.
2: Yeah, but I mean, they it, it was there was really no point where orton just had a clear up advantage of him lee was always in the fight as short as this match was that's yeah like i said yeah you said the bed the only thing that would have been better was if it was a longer match
1: and also i know people are saying not to complain about it but the music sucks now they took away his intro which was a big deal um he wears a freaking dress to the ring now you know that's what it looks like he wears a big nightgown a big uh, misproportioned nightgown the music is very generic Like just nothing about it works, and yeah, for a main for for a mainstream match, you would want to test somebody like that against Randy Orton. You want to make sure that he can do that match, a WWE match. Yeah, you know, I joked and I said tonight he faces the toughest opponent in his uh, in his entire career. (laughs) That was fucked. (laughs) For he is in a dress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. it is unbelievable hey Vince you know what else he needs he needs uh he needs sunglasses and uh glowing shoes and and horns horns on the outfit that's what he needs Vince like
2: what the fuck was he what like what the fuck did he come out in tonight like I don't Yeah, it's, it's and then just... when he took it all off nothing in the outfit even stuck with that and I was like what
1: yeah no, I don't get it um and they just needed to not mess with it like
2: but that's what they do
1: Like It more or less was an Assassin's Creed outfit. It might as well have been.
2: But it's like, I I like the fact that Lee did go over because it's bad enough. You screwed with his image and everything else. Don't bring him up on a pay-per-view with a weak snows and then have him lose. Because like, where do you go from there?
1: Yeah, no, you definitely don't want to do that.
2: And and I don't care how, like Orton's hot in a feud with Drew McIntyre and Edge. Not in a not in a one time knockoff match with Keith Lee. yeah.
1: And Orton did put over new talent. I mean, yeah, but uh, there's no one yeah. the reign has been feuding with that's been new, so there's no one for him to uh, to put over, you know. <laughs> so I can't really take that away from him. I do like what is that? It's like a double palm strike to the midsection, the Grizzly Magnum. Yeah, it's basically his variation of a chop. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've always liked that. Which uh, I've I, I heard that.
2: it louder, so I was almost kind of I, I was expecting like because he's hit like he's almost hit Walter level. With that chop at some points.
1: Yeah, he also hit that shoulder tackle, the one that sends people flying. with was interesting to see someone of Orton's size and caliber hitting, selling that move and falling out of the ring yeah. and stuff. Uh, you know, Nasty Urinagi on the on the I Am the Announce table.
2: Every time he does that spot, I swear to God, I'm waiting for that table to break. It never does. Yeah. So I feel like the one day when it does, I'm going to be surprised. Like, oh, shit.
1: So was this thumbs up for you or thumbs down Keith Lee versus um, Randy Orton? Short match, Baskin is nightgown.
2: So it's kind of weird. It's almost a thumbs in the middle for me, but it's because like I like the fact that Lee went over, but I would have okay. liked the longer match. Okay. Oh, like, no, no. I I, I I have a hard time leaning one way or the other because it's like I can find as much right as I can find wrong.
1: I'm right there with you. So we're gonna do exactly that. We're gonna put this one in the middle right now. Yeah. As far as ah, uh, just things that were questionable. <laughs> That's the best way that I could put it. It really is
2: wow
4: keith lee congratulations an epic win tonight in your debut wwe pay-per-view singles match defeating the viper randy orton what does this mean to you
0: you say epic i call this enormous the magnitude can't exactly be calculated everyone talks about oh keith lee's debut didn't go exactly as planned and it's all fine and dandy because today is the aptly named Payback. And I think I got exactly that, not just for me, but for my friend Drew McIntyre. And what bigger place to do it than a pay-per-view against the Legend Killer, the Viper, the Apex Predator. Well, he just met the limitless one. Now, Mr. Drew McIntyre, I know you'll be just fine. The ball's in your court time for you to handle business, too, like I did today, feeling very large and in charge.
4: Congratulations <laughs> on that huge wing. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it, was, it seems like Keith Lee to
2: me. Yeah. Till he comes out for his entrance. And I'm like, wait a minute, who is this? Who?
1: So in the chat, they're saying that uh, Orton and Keith Lee would be like a feud that they push forward, like this wouldn't be like the last. Um,
2: that wouldn't. I, I could see it maybe after he's done with this whole thing with Drew and Edge, but I don't like see them there's really no reason to just throw a few just in the middle of there like that. Cause then it's like how do you come out of that when Drew comes back from this injury and then when Edge is back? You know they they're not good at transitioning stuff that fast.
1: Sometimes they just don't transition. They just say he's the next thing. I see. And we,
2: we 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 have enough of that as as it is. And it's terrible. So I'm like, no. Nah.
1: Why is this the next thing? Because it comes after the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all they really need. You know, there may not be a clean transition, man. You know, we've seen that with the booking a lot lately. And the cool thing about take a break from it, not in the middle, just random. No, that's the problem.
2: Is they just take breaks at inappropriate like take a break. Times with Are no you talking about from, like,
1: take a break? Are you talking about from Keith Lee versus Randy Orton? Lee win over, yeah he, he's, the, he's the lee would over move on right? i mean uh i don't know i mean you could i'm not gonna completely rule that out you can go I mean, one it, of two ways with it but just i i would like there to be some sort of a program with keith lee i don't know who it and, and then on top
2: one. of that like this is the guy who's like the big orton mark you with enough common sense you know orton doesn't just let that go yeah Orton's gonna get beat by a guy who just came up and then just be like all right cool moving on yeah like yeah, you got you got you gotta, you gotta go piece by piece, like you know. It's WWE's problem now. They don't go piece by piece. They just. <sighs> well,
1: I felt that the whole Keith Lee thing was really rushed. It wasn't just piece by like. It's not just that they don't go piece by piece. It's just that they throw they just throw all the pieces in a bag. Yeah,
2: I mean, when in the sense of like, if we're doing this now, stick with it for a little bit. Maybe have like a rematch on Raw or something. But it then it kind of for me if Orton just doesn't even acknowledge this loss and just moves on, like that's going completely against Randy Orton's character.
1: That is, you're right.
2: Cause like, it's, that's, that's not what Randy Orton does. Randy Orton doesn't lose to somebody and just move on.
1: Yeah. You have a point there. You do have a solid point. All right. So this is our, uh, this is in the middle, right? This is definitely the first one that we have yeah. in the middle. We're not, we're not feeling this, but we're not hating it yeah. either.
2: Yeah. This is the only one that had kind of like equal issues on both ends.
1: Okay. Next up, we have the tag team match. Murphy and his husband, Seth Rollins versus Dominic and his dad, Ray Mysterio. Murphy and Rollins going over according to 10% of you with Dominic and Ray Mysterio going over according to the other 90% of you. The finish being, uh, Rollins has, has, uh, Mysterio and, uh, he's going to basically send him into the corner for Murphy to kick. He commands Murphy to kick him. But Mysterio reverses, I believe, with uh, with leg scissors.
2: Yeah, Rana,
1: And he sends Murphy into the corner, where he sends Rollins into the corner, and Murphy inadvertently going for Mysterio accidentally kicks Rollins.
2: Yeah, they were They're basically not. going for a buckle bomb, common uh, comminguri spot. Yeah,
1: basically the buck spot, right? Buckle bomb kick combination. Yeah. And uh, he reversed it, and he winds up accidentally kicking Rollins. Ray then slides out with an assist from his Son Dominic whipping him into that outside splash spot that he does while Dom's in the ring hitting the frog splash to go over. Yeah, and uh, I like it.
2: Yeah, I uh, one of the really cool spots was uh when Dominic was laid out on the outside, Ray was under the ring with Rollins. It was actually before that buck spot, and you could hear Ray crying out to Dominic. And it was once again, it was the Mel Gibson in the mist, freaking like this man has the greatest whale, everything.
1: Yeah, the, yeah! My, the Mysterio relationship and the story, aside from uh, Murphy being an afterthought, the way that they are and the chemistry that they all have had in the ring has been really cool. I think that this feud could have happened and should have happened without any of the eye shit. I think yeah, that, that kind, kind of it's always going to be years from now when they look back at this, when they do a documentary or they do their top 10s and 20s of this era. No one's going to remember the things that worked about this. No one's going to remember how good uh ray mysterio someone at his age with his injuries was making the comeback of his life no one's going to remember that murphy was a 205 live guy that literally climbed for first he was an nxt guy that climbed through 205 live and now is like in a prominent spot or how surprising it was that dominic works well everyone's going to remember that rollins was taking people's eyes out and he was in a cult and vomiting you know that's what what the the highlights of that are going to be so it's a shame that uh they're doing that when uh, there was yeah. a lot of stuff to appreciate about this that would have been fine without it.
2: There's one big black eye on this whole thing. Wasn't it just a month ago that, I mean, Ray lost his whole eye and now he's wrestling full-blown matches?
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, the eye thing, they should just completely ignore it since they can't erase it. They should, they should fucking Katie Vick that whole thing. You know, because it was just stupid and it was in bad taste. And I don't know why they thought it. The the fact that they even were going to CG and eyeball and all this other nonsense. Like, grow up, guys. This is 2020. Like, what are you doing? It's unbelievable. Really, it's have a little bit more taste. So you did like this, though, right?
0: Yeah,
2: I enjoyed this. I mean, Dominic, only three matches in. This kid's getting better.
1: The, Everything
2: behind. he did that he's done in past matches Looked better
1: The video package leading into this alone Was longer than the Keith Lee and the Orton match <laughs> Oh
2: my god I, I, can, can we just cut the ivory and I shit out of these video Packages at this point Like, like Stop I making we relive it
1: Like I said in the tarum I felt ripped off that I watched that video package Here at home instead of at fucking IMAX Where it was intended to be you know it was just like holy crap like they went they, they went way it was like from the beginning like do they understand when they're cutting this how far back they're going to tell this story sometimes nope. you know like i should have they should warn you to microwave popcorn when something's gonna do that because it was literally the story of ray mysterio dominic and seth rollins it all started a shower and, and just went so far back into the entire thing like you don't even need to watch any wrestling for like the last few months you could just watch payback and if you're interested in what's been happening with Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins, it's all there.
2: Yeah. the your like that just eliminate the whole reason of you watching Raw.
1: I can tell they are very proud. They're very, very, very proud. You know, I'm almost proud for them. That's how much footage that they had to make that story. You know, they probably told Keith Lee to keep it quick so that they don't miss any Rey Mysterio-Dominic documentary. Right. Like, that is crazy. But, uh, yeah, overall... Thumbs up for this, I guess, because it did work and it did look good and all of the wrestling was solid. Um, Angie is more involved in this angle than Murphy. Murphy needs to up it. The first thing that he's really done noticeable is screw Rollins over, aside from being reluctant about removing an eyeball.
2: And he hit, well, and he was the other guy hitting Dominic
1: with the candlestick. So yeah. There's candlesticks there. everywhere, apparently, right? <laughs> like, there's always a candlestick somewhere. It used yeah. to be that someone who is known to use candlesticks had a uh, hidden it at least the commentary would sell it that way like oh he must have hidden that there earlier or whatever now it's just like candlestick doesn't matter who you are there's like have 45 to, under the ring. You don't even have to have a gimmick connected with wielding a candlestick anymore. They just expect it to be under the ring. It used to always have to be explained that someone, or oh, Mick Foley must have come out here earlier and he must have put that down there. He thought at like, the time, very cerebral of, of Mick, to. Uh, but no, now it's just like, candlestick, under the ring, because that's where we keep wait, that wait. shit. Like a prime example,
2: remember where every time Triple H used to bring the sledgehammer out? Uh huh. Oh, dude, they used to sell it. Like, wait a minute, why is that under there?
1: Now it's like the game. Things are just under the ring because it's the game, you know. It's like it used to be. there used to be. An, that used to be an angle. Field. It used to be. How did that get under there? You know, he must have been. He was out here earlier or whatever. They would try something, even if it's just a small little detail. So
2: I, m- I'll, I'll m- never to forget. Put there, you know, <laughs> my it's, favorite one to this day was uh the Hell of the Cell between Mick Foley and Triple H, <laughs> and Mick pulled the uh, barbed wire baseball bat out from under the commentary table, and King looks at JR. and goes, "You put that under there." <laughs>
1: H.A.R. legit defended himself. Or even if you're doing something before that, you order your matches, you, you move your card around a little bit so that if you have another match on the card that's like no holds barred or hardcore, something happens in that match where the guys fight under the ring and maybe one of them had a candlestick going underneath there and when they come out the other side, they're still brawling, but you forget all about that shit. Match later on, then when somebody has to go underneath the ring and there it is. Oh shit, it's the candlestick from the last match. You know, and then they have the, the footage there and it's like, just, just something, you know I mean? Give me something. I'm not supposed to believe that you motherfuckers just keep weapons under the ring. <laughs> you know, not all the time. But anyway, that's just my gripe with the way they keep doing it. And I, it doesn't, not always a kendo stick either. That's another thing. There are other weapons, you know, you run that shit into the ground when that's the only weapon that we see all the time. Like, chill out. Anything else on this match? Uh,
2: yeah. That was it. Yeah. It was incredible. Dominic, you are killing it, young man. Good old boy, a of time before that boy's United States champion. I swear to God, they get that title off last week.
1: Mm-hmm. Did we do? Did we give the results here? We did, right? I've been good with the results, yeah. I think. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I believe the result's in this one.
0: yeah, we did. Okay,
1: so that brings us to the final match of the night, which was the WWE Universal title, no holes bar, triple threat match. The Fiend defending against Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. 51% Definitely the Ring. Huh? Oh, yeah. As right. in apparently the, in ring. the ring. The ring was the fourth or actually a fatal four way. Roman Reigns, 51% of you, 42% for the fiend, 7% for Braun Strowman. Roman Reigns goes over with a spear. I'm Braun Strowman. Um, <sighs> where do we go here? First of all, thumbs down. Let's start, let's start off with the yeah, Let's, I don't, let's I don't get forget. that out of the way. You know, let's get that the fuck out of the way. Thumbs down for sure. We got you marked here. Now let's talk about why. Um, why did they ring the bell Before all three competitors Are in the ring Isn't the rule That no matter what because You have to wait For all the competitors To be in the ring I've literally seen People take ass weapons Outside of the ring From the actual guy That they're supposed to fight And the ref not be able To do fuck all about it Because the two of them Haven't gotten in the ring And badass weapons Where they'll beat them Around the entire ring Into the crowd Hit them with four and out Break glasses Over their fucking head Hit them with pipes Take out their knees Steal their sneakers And then whip them Back in the ring Slide in Ding ding and then the fucking match starts, and the babyface faces all discombobulated on the ground, holding their broken ankle with one fucking shoe. And you're telling me that now we're just allowed to just ring the bell when all three guys aren't in the ring? But 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 Rick, he hasn't signed the contract yet. Come on, because I'm
2: man. supposed to sit here and believe as a grown man that you so that you so much
1: and start the pay per view before that contract is Get signed. Out of here with that shit. How come they can't do shit right here when it comes to the main event? Because Bray Wyatt was here.
2: And then this this is the thing, and I almost started to point it out in the chat room when the rent when the bell rang, but of course they screwed this up. Do you realize this was going to be the Fiend's first multi-person match? The yeah. entire year the Fiend's been around, it's never been anything but one on one. And you know what, cool? It's not even soon, too soon to put the bell on reigns. It's you don't put a title on a man and then take it away
1: seven days later. Yeah, they did the Christian. Remember when Christian won the title and he they said he went backstage and he hugged Vince McMahon and everything? And then, like, a couple of days later, <laughs> at, R- Randy Orton RKO'd him and he was gone? At that
2: point, <laughs> you might as well have just had Braun retain at SummerSlam. Oh, man. But it's what, what's so bad about it. This is the part. This this was the worst thing for me out of all this. You're right. This was the worst oh, thing. Well, there's a worst thing. I can't wait. That was the weakest ring break I have ever seen. Remember it the first time that happened it, it and the whole <laughs> ring shrunk like five feet and all four corner poles like shot off into the distance. The
1: Not ring only... rope fell. The camera shook. <laughs> and everybody did great. Not only was it a weak ring break, it was weak in the commentary selling of it because it broke, which more looked like it just fell apart. And then they kind of just went, oh, look, the ring broke. The ring is broken. Which
2: all we we all remember has <laughs> had the most memorable part of
1: the first one. It was the most casual ring break I've ever seen, bro.
2: Say what you want about two K twenty, but at least when you hit the ring break, O
1: M G, it feels like he said it was like watching someone stab an inflatable ring in slow motion. I'm telling you, yeah, literally that's what happened. They fell down in the ring and stuck (laughs) on. I've seen uh, that
2: spot done three times.
1: They're too gimmicky, man. they're they're becoming too gimmicky. they're 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 back to Vince Russo booking Jerry Springer style gimmicky, where even with the Dominic yeah. stuff with his mother at the top of the ramp and just the the amount of drama of things happening throughout these matches, the fact that this match was a triple threat and you have the match with the bell rung before the third competitor gets in and they're not even commentary is not even talking about it. Like let's not talk about what the obvious, the elephant in the room that this was a triple threat. They're not selling it as much as they should. I thought that that was just, I don't know. It was, it was a mess is what it was. It was a mess. You would think they, they talk about how you like, no one knows these jobs cause you can't do it, but certain things aren't even a matter of what being able to do. It's all basic common sense with certain things uh continuity mistakes here and just overall overlapping stuff that was just silly about the way this was done if you want to get to where you're getting even if i disagree with where you're going you can get me there without me having to mm. see plot holes you, and, know, and what you I
2: mean? know what i it mean coo- to- cool? it's not that they run the spot into the ground it's that they didn't do the spot yeah if a ring breaks mm-hmm. like that means that thing is falling. All the people that thing by the time that by the time that match was over looked like all you had to do was just stand up that one ring post that fell, and you're yeah. good.
1: Yeah, the Uranagi spot that we have up right now. This was actually better than the ring breaking. It was more believable and more of a sustainable spot than the actual uh, one they did. The Uranagi through the announce table, but. Yeah. uh i don't know man i don't know what to say anymore in regards to this company or the things that they do and even with that being said it's still not a bad pay-per-view you know what i mean
2: but the problem with it is for me is the stuff that
1: was bad is really bad big stuff and it's it's big stuff that's bad
2: so it might as well be a bad pay-per-view at that point
1: yeah it's the main event and it's the world title and now they're no longer doing the gimmicky pre-taped stuff with uh the fiend and even if they're not doing it it's like the stuff that they're doing is somehow coming out worse you know the early ambush of Strowman and everything because you could sort of blame Strowman for it it still doesn't make any sense why they would ring the bell roman's music hitting and uh him having to beat Strowman with the steel chair a thousand times like they're really pushing him as like the heel here uh fiend hitting the mandible claw on roman and roman breaks it with a dick kick it's completely a different style of wrestling from roman reigns now this this is a man who you would not see do these kind of things so it's interesting to see him immediately go for the the go-to heel uh moves in the match if i have to give any credibility it's the development of roman reigns in a heel role and it's it it was subtle the way that they did it it wasn't like uh I'm glad that they didn't OD with the promos and everything the first night out of the box, let him work on that a little, especially since his strong point has never been his promos and let him demonstrate his heel nature in the ring. And it actually did make Bray and uh, Braun Strowman both look more like baby faces than Roman, because here you have these two guys who, whether you agree with one or the other, they have had this rivalry and this feud and almost a family feud, if you will, going on between the two of them that everyone has kind of stayed out of and been exempt from that's now elevated into this match that they're having and they're working their asses off about this match and they're fighting for this title and this and this hierarchy between the two of them and here comes this guy who doesn't have shit to do with it and he comes late with a contract signs it with Paul Heyman hits one with a chair kicks the other with in the dick and leaves with the title so good way you know where it's like these guys whether you like it or not came off more honorable in the fact that at least they were willing to fight for what they are both believed in against each other when you have this other guy who's just some prick who wants the belt So that's good. Mm -hmm. And if they continue having that story go where it is, that part of it's positive. Now, as for the negative, they ruined the SummerSlam results. SummerSlam was last week. That's one of the big four pay-per-views. You usually set those up for title changes and big things that you're going to have more storylines planned out for for the next season. Uh, But it didn't. And it also devalued both SummerSlam and payback pay-per-views and the universal title and both feuds.
2: Devalue that belt even more than it's already
1: been devalued. Because everything you're playing hot potato with the title. You're playing hot potato with the with the the characters with the heels, the baby faces. Everything with SummerSlam. You don't need to watch SummerSlam. Those of you, even if it's a, it's a small minority right now, those those people who pay top money for a pay per view, wasted their time. Like I'd be annoyed if I pay sixty dollars for a pay per view because I want to know what the outcome and who the t- champions are. And the following week on the next pay per view, some of those results change. You know, you kind of ruin the entire importance of there being something like SummerSlam. So I didn't like that either. Um,
2: yeah. And like nothing about, like, it was underwhelming when nothing got his belt back.
1: And you know, you're right, and Goki. Then they, they take t- it away they, a week later. You're right, Goki. They completely toppled over two top talents that they've been building the whole time. Because this guy, and that's another thing, uh, where. There's no reward for loyalty in this company. These guys were here throughout everything that was going on in the world, throughout the uh, the uh virus and everything that had happened. They didn't go home. Roman did for justifiable reasons. But nonetheless, he did go home. These are the guys that have been carrying the torch. They've been on every show at the risk of their own health, building their characters and their storylines. This is a legit story that's been happening between these two. Whether you like the swamps and the special effects and shit, you can't deny the time, energy, money You know, and special effects and thought went into this. This isn't something that they just did for a few weeks. Their entire lives have been circled around this. And here comes a guy who hasn't been here, which is what WWE's MO is. And he literally not only picks apart the whole thing that they've been building between each other, but he takes the title out of it. You know what I mean? Just because he's back.
2: And the bad part about it is, I I like it's not even the Roman thing, Roman being champion thing that bothers me. Because, I mean, hey, Roman yeah. had to give up his championship due to unexpected circumstances, real-life circumstances. It's literally the fact that a week ago, a fucking week ago, you gave us, hey, Bray Wyatt champ- been a champion again. And seven days later, you managed to fuck it up.
1: And you know what? You're right, King Quest. Roman Lesnar. And that goes to show that it's it's not Brock Lesnar. It's not Goldberg. You know what I mean? It's not Roman. It's them. It's the product because they always book their top guy to do things like that. They had him literally pull a Brock Lesnar. He came up out of nowhere and a few that had nothing to do with him. He squashed everybody around him in a dick way with Paul Heyman and left with the fucking title. It's so never going to go away. It's, definitely... not, it's not them. It's not. It's not the people. We always used to shit on Brock Lesnar. It's never going to go away. You know what, man? That Undertaker thing. We didn't really talk about it. I know this is a payback uh, thing, so we'll talk more tomorrow after all. Um, but that Undertaker thing, to me, it put things in a different perspective. I've been watching the documentary you watched on him, The Last Ride, and uh, I used to always think that it was uh, him just getting pushed by the company, but it was also his will doing it. You know what I mean? Like him and Vince are buddies. They're both in on you know this kind of shit together. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones that are deciding things. Where it's like with somebody yeah. like uh, like Lesnar and all these other guys, they're kind of just pulling them in. You know what I mean? They're pulling them in to fit that role. And you're right. It when was. he left, they did erase him, whether they want to say it or not. They didn't mention him at all. They didn't talk about that. He was at home. They didn't show him when he released stuff on Instagram talking. They didn't show it on their stuff. He, he was like non-existent. But then once he was ready to come back, they literally pushed everyone aside that was working on their storylines and angles. Braun Strowman is literally the man that they had to put in to replace him. After he was gone, they just ran a Braun Strowman documentary on the network where uh, he talked about just getting home after 24 hours of being gone. And this long ride he had to do to get there to get the phone call that they needed him for an emergency to fucking fly back, which is something that he did for them. This just all fucking happened. It's on their own shit.
2: Jesus. So I think from this point in time, um the, 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 new, the new ranking in the wrestling world. AW number one, Impact number two, uh, MLW number three, CZW number four, and then WWE on five.
1: You know what? At this point, a lot of these products, including AEW, <laughs> all have their problems. Like just because this is the payback post show, I'll, I'll leave it for tomorrow. Again, for anyone listening new Mondays, every Monday, eleven thirty p.m. After Raw, we're in here. Um, I'll leave for tomorrow to go into what the problems are, whatever else. But for, I'm just saying for WWE, uh, there are some flaws, and I see what you mean. There are major flaws, but the the reason this company stays on top is because statistically there aren't as many bad things as there are good things and when you look at our final score here what do we have we have four thumbs up right yeah
2: and what two thumbs down and
1: two thumbs down and then and then one in the middle yeah what match didn't we cover because there's something else that we, we were supposed to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. we only want to put seven
2: let's see we got we got the pre-show we got yeah the pre-show was the thumbs up mm-hmm. we got Apollo and Lashley which was thumbs down
1: mm-hmm. we got Big and which was thumbs up Yep. Corbin and Riddle, which was thumbs up. Yep. Uh, Bailey and Suffers Versus Nia and Shayna, which was thumbs up. Randy mm-hmm. Orton and Keith Lee, which was the middle. Did we not do Rollins and Dominic? Because that was the only thing that so we No, we don't. We
2: don't. We, we did that one. We gave the one a thumbs up.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, for the most part, that just means that our system works in the sense that uh, there are definitely more positives by far than negatives. The only real thumbs downs were uh, the things we're talking about now, aside from a few other things. So yeah, the mid card thing is okay. that you couldn't
2: afford to have the thumbs down.
1: That's the unfortunate part, that it are big things. It's the biggest talent that they're pushing.
2: And that's that's my biggest problem. AEW could have more problems, but it's like, why is WWE it's like I said on Monday, why is WWE having this big of problems as long as they've been here? Like common sense should tell you not to be doing stupid shit like this as long as they've been around. This company's been here since before, long before I was born. How are you screwing up this bad? Because somebody out there at this point in this company's career was like, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to have him not sign the contract until like 90% into the match. Because apparently that's a thing. Like, who in their right mind even passes that idea on and is like, okay, that'll work. That You know what that'd be the equivalent of? We had what uh, a UFC event this past weekend. That'd be the equivalent of like Neil Magny was just like, you know what? I'm going to wait until right before the fight. Then I'm going to sign the contract and weigh in
1: yeah exactly
2: like what that, that yeah. that's why all these other companies get a pass wwe's been around too long to be doing this so every little mistake they make is times 100
1: we'll have to because see. they shouldn't be making it. we'll see what direction they go because they're going to push that for the heel run for roman tomorrow the fact that they shouldn't do this um yeah. but just to add to the underwhelming nature of the night you know look i put together the post show as best as i can with the material that they provide in regards to all uh, having any footage um they did not get The Fiend because he probably teleported back to the Firefly Funhouse and changed forms. Um, They didn't get Roman because champion, uh, right? he's probably too busy out celebrating with Paul Heyman.
2: Which and they he didn't, can't even use that now because we showed up at a post show with Damian Priest mid-celebration. Yeah,
1: you know, so it's going to obviously be someone who is not leaving with a title. But they also didn't get Strowman for the post-interview for this match. So here's Charles Robinson and how he feels. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wish. Are you fuck? Excuse me, Charles. Uh, how can you describe what happened out there? I, I don't
2: even know what happened. I mean, all of a sudden, the ring fell, and I was out.
3: Did <laughs> Roman come out? <laughs> you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs>
1: Let's let's get you some help. Thanks on Facebook. Tanever, Haas, and Neloid. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, John. Thank you, Charles. Uh, The follow was more interesting than Charles (sighs) Robinson. See, like I say, you know what? I, I forgot why he was selling in that post interview. I didn't think it was the ring bump. I was like, was there some magical white shit that happened? I messed up. Poor guy. Like I said, <laughs> the deflating make- ring, oh. the, the deflating ring bumped them.
2: It's like I said, all these other companies, they can make as many mistakes as they don't want. They want because the former champion didn't get interviewed. The oh. former champion before him. Didn't get interviewed. Out of the three they had, the new champion didn't get interviewed. But no, the ref got interviewed. The ref is the one who talked. And then, him. and yeah. I love
1: Little Nate, you know. But come on, man. yeah.
2: Nobody ever gets to criticize any mistake AEW ever gets to do ever again, just because of that. Oh my god. I don't care how that. Yeah, at that point, pay per view garbage.
1: Like what?
3: <laughs> Are you?
1: Yeah, let's interview somebody from the Thunderdome. Just put the mic up to one of the screens next. How do you guys Interviews, feel about that bump? You know, you know we'll, we'll talk about it Monday. Interview the KKK guy. No, no, don't.
2: Please don't. At that point, I, and I love how he sells it, I don't know what happened. You were watching him do the fucking... I have no device. idea. It's like everything, it happened so fast. You've seen this happen three times in the past 20 years. What do you mean? Oh, my
1: God. Oh, man.
2: See... <sighs> She,
1: I, re- I, I don't I, know if he's a throne fan, point. but but they basically he pulled the Sansa when she was defending Lady. I don't remember. It happened so fast.
2: <laughs> but at least that happened fast. That was the slow. First of all, not only the safest and the softest oh, ring break, the slowest one.
1: I'm so done with this company, man. It's like literally, you, I'm gonna get more gray strands. I'm telling you.
2: This. It, I'll say it for the last time tonight. I don't care how fat Joey Janella gets. I don't care how garbage the women's division is. I don't care that they let go AJ Styles. This company has been around 50, 60 fucking years. And they interviewed the ref over everybody in the
1: match. Yes, they did.
2: Yeah. No, no, but no other comp no matter what AEW does, they will never fuck up that bad. Because that's just disrespectful. <laughs> Nobody Payback. gives a shit what the ref thinks. I don't care for it's old age.
1: Payback overall. Uh, decent show. The majority of the matches were good. Anything of negativity had nothing to do with the performance of the wrestlers. Uh, It was mainly bad booking, bad storytelling, as always. But they were very significant poor choices, even though they don't outnumber the good, small, positive choices. And that is really where we ultimately are.
2: the, The poor choices ruin the experience. Like, these were those kind of ones where it could be a fantastic movie, but the ending just kills everything for you.
1: I've said it how many times in a show for the for the five plus years we've been doing this. It's a room full of that. Think about the room, that long table full of writers. These people who are being paid to live in their their, their suburban lifestyles with their multiple houses and properties and their great vacations and pensions to put that shit on.
2: Literally like at this point, yo, at, at this point I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just call it now. Every time we review AEW and I hear you start ripping on it, the first thing I'm gonna say is, but at least they didn't interview the ref. Yeah.
1: Alright, <laughs> guys. Well, Thank you, everyone, for being here. And don't forget tomorrow night, Monday, after all, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we will be on the air to talk about the dirt sheets. We'll go over AEW. We will want. We'll have the voting poll up. where We will vote on the matches of the upcoming, this upcoming Saturday's uh, AEW All-Out Pay-Per-View show. So we'll be... Covering that, as well as the news and everything else. Thank you guys for hanging out for us for this entire night for this show. All of you who participated in the chat room, we're here during the show. Uh, Six Slayer and Willy V Two, Seb, uh, EB Gamer, Cooler Ice, uh, what's this name here? Malina, Malina, Jement, whatever. Uh, skyfer nineteen, Naughty Wife, Hot Local Mom, King Quest Seven Seven Zero, FB mh97c goki 666 as well as all of you listening across itunes stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud uh i Radio, along with the twitch chat tap- thank you for the follow goki and everyone else ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to talk bunch live this has been episode 204 this has been your payback 2020 post show i'm rick dary k captain Bunch. i've been your host along my co-host destin we're out of here I'm going to try to keep it glowing. Keep it glowing.
3: it down.